0: Thank you Welcome
1: to Sustainable 65. 65. Ooh. We are your friendly little environment podcast, all about people, big and small, and the planet, and why we should sometimes have a little laugh about everything, despite Donald Trump and all of that stuff. And what have we got coming up this week? Oh, well, it's funny you should mention the. Dear elected
0: leader of the free world, uh, Donald J. Trump, because he is going to feature because he's being a crybaby. No, he's not. We're being crybabies. He's behaving like a little child. Uh, we're also going to be talking about a tiny little diddly little diddly diddly widdly biddly little boat uh, that is quite sort of, you know, infant and, and, and mini-ish and babyish. Uh, and can you see the theme here, Dave? In general, we're going to be talking about babies we
1: mm. are and let's not spoil the surprise for the listener about why although i reckon i uh, probably worked it out by now um just the who usual is it, though?
0: who is it who that's is it? the
1: question who's it just the usual disclaimer. We do work for environmental charities. Well, those of us who are currently working for environmental charities currently work for environmental charities. Hey, eh? there's a clue. Um, mm. But these are very. We're all much getting paid by environmental charities. <laughs> these are very much our own views. So if anything you hear makes you spit the dummy, don't come crying to anyone that we work for. Don't throw your toys out of the pram. Take it up with your mummy, your babble mummy. We are your babble <laughs> mummy. God. Oh. Uh-huh.
0: So, Inhofe of the week. This is the section named after the senator in America, Jim Inhofe, who is a massive, great, big tit. And he's a massive, great, big tit because he says climate change isn't real because there's still snow. Uh, So we've named a section of the show after him into which we put similarly titish people.
1: Who are we putting into the titty corner this week, Dave? (laughs) We are putting into Inhofe Corner one of the most hypocritical, egregious, uh, awful, terrible, complete and utter nasty environmental terrorists that I can possibly (laughs) conceive of. That's who we're putting into Inhofe Corner. Do you know who we're putting into Inhofe Corner? (laughs) Do they have a name? They do. It's called All. You, you... In half of the week. You, yeah, you you, you you... About the best part of a year ago, sort of about nine or ten months ago, something like that, yeah? Do you remember you said this? Uh,
0: <laughs> now, uh, one thing that happened, um, which uh, we haven't even talked about in preparation, so this is even more news to you than, um, than most of the other news to you. Are you having uh, a baby? No, not that I know of. Um, uh, yes, the... let's not rule it out. Okay. The... Where are you? you? put me right off my, my stream. Right. The housing... Liar! <laughs> Liar! <laughs> <laughs> you had
1: a baby! Oh, yes, I did. I you did? Well... I do, do. You do? Well, Mrs. Old does. So you didn't. But uh, you did. You had a baby. So I suppose... Uh, Mm. How am I going to play this? What, mm. well, How well, are what, you going what? to play it? Hmm. What do bearing nice in mind,
0: do. bearing in mind that baby's going to grow up to be an adult that c- hopefully can listen. Well, even <laughs> a child can listen to words said by you and understand them, and then you know kick
1: you in the balls because of what those words are. Oh, I'm having conflicting emotions all i think what a grown-up is supposed to do at this point is give you congratulations and say how pleased i am that you have the light of a new life in your life and that you are a father and well done and you and mrs Ol should be carried around and well done and isn't everything brilliant and you know etc right well done <laughs> ace is it nice being a dad um it's very nice being a dad
0: yeah i don't i mean it's difficult this because I sort of want to be all sincere about it, but I know you're just going to call me a, a, a cock.
1: Uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> this so, does not usually stop you, so, does it? <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: true. Uh, and so I sort of want to fight back. But um, yeah, I, it, it's amazing. It genuinely is amazing. Uh, well, I, I, it's, <laughs> yeah. That's I, it's a risky. cliche, isn't it? But it's, it's, it it is is life-changing. I suppose by definition, it's life-changing. But it's, it's not just life-changing in the kind of, oh God why did we do this life was fine when I used to get sleep and you know used to only be covered in my own feces not somebody else's uh it's 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 actually really nice and I'm sure we're you know we're in I'm sure there's some nasty bits in the post down the line but um
1: for now it's it's very nice indeed yeah Oh, well, look, congratulations, Old Bean, if I may be sincere for a second. Congratulations to you and to Mrs. Oll. Uh, well done for um, proving all those doubters wrong and, have, <laughs> and, and, well, who? and having what? a baby. And that's why we went away, isn't it? That's why we went It is away. why we went away.
0: Yes. yes we, we went, went away uh, because little baby was born, uh, when was it? Very end of September, a bit late, um, you know, which given his... Uh, His father is not surprising at all, but he did arrive, yeah, uh, end of September, and uh, I've had a lovely few weeks um, getting to know him, and it's been lovely.
1: Right, so, you're an (laughs) Inhofe.
0: Oh, I thought we were just going to be nice to each
1: other, I thought you were going to stop there and and We did it, we did nice things, things. we did nice things, Amazing. Amazing. Great, you didn't, isn't it? you didn't call in Dave, uh, so therefore my, <laughs> my patience for you is worn out. You're an Inhofe. You and Mrs. Oll are Inhofe's of the week. Crikey. Inhofe of, Inhofe I would of the year. I'd love to see year. you say that to her face. You have <laughs> not got the nuts for that. <laughs> You're bigger Inhofe's than Donald Trump. That's what size Inhofe's you are, right? What you have done, you know how, right, here's a thing you do all the time, right? This is my impression of you. The uh, planet is very very important everybody take out your recycling and don't drive and uh, make sure that you use only paper things and don't buy things made out of plastic and leave the oil in the ground and everybody should cut their emissions by six thousand percent starting now and if you don't you are going in in half corner that's what you do you talk about that and you have done the single biggest <laughs> environmentally terroristic thing what anyone can do which is you have have multiplied your own massive environmental footprint by two You made another one, by made two? Another one I yeah
0: i haven't multiplied it by
1: two well you haven't multiplied by one of you you've multiplied it by two there's now there was you and now there's twice as much i you've multiplied I, it by two i guarantee that his environmental footprint is not the same as mine but well, it will be what it will be for a start dr carl says he's no, going it... to live to be five thousand years old well let's hope not uh well do i mean that yeah, I think I do mean
0: it. I don't think I want him to live to 5,000 years old. But we have no idea what his environmental footprint will be. Uh, if we're to do anything remotely close to averting climate change, then all of our um, environmental impacts have got to come down, haven't they? That's the point. We we have to find ways to structure our economy and go about our daily lives in ways that are far less harmful to the planet. So hopefully he'll do that. Um, otherwise, he'll either be a massive outlier and everyone will hate him because he'll be the only person insisting on eating coal for breakfast while everyone else is flying around in their uh, solar powered. As opposed
1: to eating, like, quinoa muesli, which is what he's going to be. <laughs> oh, hey, anyway. listen in, militant vegan.
0: <laughs> Let's not talk about breakfast, OK? <laughs> breakfast means breakfast, coal. <laughs> it's true. But, um also right now he you know he's he's emitting very little in terms of carbon he's emitting rather a lot in terms of (laughs) in terms of other things uh but so we who knows what he's going to be like in the future but i take issue with this idea that i have magically doubled my own uh climate impact and environmental impact so yeah
1: next question All right, then. Come on, then, smart ass. So he's, what, two months old now, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, about that, yeah. Pretty much. Right, in that two months, I want a list of all of the stuff that is now in your house that wasn't in your house before. Go on. What you got? Do you know what? This is actually going to be nauseatingly self-righteous. Um,
0: oh, this, is, is, so this out, is great. This so go, I love character. this. This is
1: going to go one of either way. <laughs> this makes you have to be a toe rag, right? This is great.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've got a lot of clothes, little baby clothes in the house that didn't used to be there before, but we haven't bought a single one of them. Admittedly, some other people bought some of them, so they they are new things, some of them. Please, sir, I want some
1: more. So what have you done, made it out of hemp or something?
0: No, um, lots and lots of other people who have had babies and no longer want their houses cluttered up by baby stuff have very kindly given us lots of little baby clothes and stuff. Oh, it's, been, nice. it's been fantastic. So that, um, you, you said in, the, in a run-up to this show, you were like, let's do it in mother care on one of those days that you're going round and round mother care buying endless quantities of baby clothes yeah. that you don't need. Yeah. And I haven't set foot in mother care once. And that's not just because I order everything online. <laughs> not, of the, not just because of the ban, is it? <laughs> yeah, not just because of the restraining order. We genu- <laughs> I'm really surprised by how little new stuff uh, we've bought. Same with our buggy. We managed to get that off some exceptionally well-to-do lady in Hampstead. Uh, Over who- <laughs> <laughs> there, <know>. Mrs, look, <laughs> some cheap curtains. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, What else? Car seat. Uh, Somebody lent us. We don't have a car. Sorry, sorry. uh,
1: (laughs) What seat? What we well, have you got a, a car seat for? It. Well, what have you got a car seat for then? That's like getting a biscuit tin if you don't eat biscuits.
0: No, it's not. Because if you need to take him anywhere, like you're yeah. getting a taxi or hiring a car or going to visit your granny and grandpa, his granny and grandpa, like I did yesterday, um, and they pick you up and car, oh, you need a car seat, so you have to have a car seat. But we didn't buy a new one. Someone gave it to us, which apparently, get this, right? Apparently that's sort of against the rules. They, they, Do you mean law? One of the things I have discovered, and I don't know if you were going to ask me about this, but sod you anyway, is that there is an extraordinary kind of power of guilt in the baby industry. And there is an awful lot of pressure on people to buy brand new things. To the extent that they sort of say with car seats, we can't really guarantee it's safe if it isn't brand new. In a way, you can see where they're coming from. But in a way, come on. It's like the amount of, car seats that must be bought needlessly because they're solid things and if you haven't been in a crash with one surely it's fine but anyway there's a lot of pressure like that and i certainly know people who live around us who have had babies at a similar time who are taking a very different approach and are kind of just assuming in a panicked way that if they're not buying brand new stuff for their kids they're somehow putting them at risk which is just balls
1: Food! What about food? What are you feeding him? You're not feeding him on, like, recycled food, are you? You must be like... Feeding it, you feed him food. Do I have, does he have food? How old the babies this get before they have food? Does he brilliant. have food?
0: I love how, you, for once, you are spectacularly ignorant, and it's wonderful. <laughs> this is a topic you've given precisely no thought to ever, and it's, I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> he's drinking milk from his mum's boob. That's what he's drinking. That's like, what he wants he, you to think. So yes, it is recycled <laughs> food in a sense, Just, and shit. it's
1: very good for him. So so do you. Next question. Well, all right. Well, what happens when he? How long does he do that for then? What, four or five years or something? What happens after that? Oh, At some point, he's got to have solid food, right?
0: <laughs> I think right? it will be unlikely to be four or five. It might. <laughs> some people do go on that long. but is
1: I, that, I, Hang I, on, sorry. I, I, How, is that not normal? That's, that's quite long, as I understand it, yeah. uh, oh, It's. I, hang on, I've got to call my <laughs> mum about something.
2: <laughs> oh, you are awful. But I like you. <laughs>
0: Uh, Yes, at some point he will start eating uh, food that other humans eat, um, you know, fruit and
1: mushed up things, and eventually they'll become slightly less mushed up. So what's he going to do? How's that going to get to your house then? Pogo stick, is it? What land (laughs) are you going to grow it on? There, like land land that's on top of a a building somewhere made out of seeds and glory, is it? Like, how's that going to get there? That's, That's the biggest, the single biggest thing in your environmental footprint, that is all your food that you eat. What you've done there is you've brought into this world a thing that eats the planet. That's what you've done. And yeah. it's going to eat the planet for its whole life, which is going to be 5,000 years. Yeah, That's true, yeah. So there it... you what Inhofe. <laughs> what's Inhofe? what's Inhofe? Your You're an Inhofe. <laughs> you're an Inhofe. You're a big old Inhofe. You are would a big you, old... You... What's the point of doing all that recycling? What's the point of all of it? What's the point of, like, riding <laughs> your bike everywhere? What's the point of that if you're then going to go and, like, have a baby? I don't That's get it. That's such a stupid
0: argument. That's such a stupid argument. I don't get it don't get don't that, get So it you're, 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 you're taking the line there, which is, what's the point of not punching this granny in the face if you punch that granny in the face. And the point yes. is, not punching a granny in the face is a nice thing
1: for that granny, regardless of whether or not you've punched other grannies in the face. Does so the sun still write a headline about you saying granny puncher? <laughs> but, but that's better than serial granny puncher, isn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, oh yeah. Obviously, this child is going to have an environmental impact. That is yes. that is the nature of human beings. That is the reason why after four point Six billion years of this planet existing, the last two hundred thousand years of uh, human beings, Homo sapiens being a thing, has proved somewhat traumatic for said planet because you know we consume, we we ravage, we destroy, um, and that is you know coming back to bite us in the ass. Uh, so yeah, obviously it's it's a bit of a kind of weird thing to get your head around, but um, to be to be totally honest about it. I never really thought I didn't want to have a child for that reason, and I and I have thought about
1: it a lot. Well, Um, you mean you thought like the environmental stuff never really kind of come into it? Or I mean, that's fine. Yes, let's face it. Being serious for a minute, it's fine isn't it. But I was just uh, wondering if that ever did. I mean, it must have crossed your mind a bit, given that you have like gone out and got every single thing out of a skip that you appear to be giving this poor (laughs) child. But uh, no, it, it. And in fact, when I was younger. I probably had a
0: a more kind of harder line on it. I thought no no way I can justify having a child uh f- because of the impact it will have. Uh, and also which I suspect we'll get onto because of what you're introducing that child to in all likelihood and we can talk about that in a bit. But um but I've it just changed and the honest truth is it was a very powerful um instinct and desire it was it was what me and Mrs. old very much wanted to do um, and we didn't think that there was a sort of strong enough intellectual argument to stop us doing it. I know others will disagree, and that's fine not, like not, not most not... of the
1: oh, I like most of the instincts you and mrs old have this one's allowed. <laughs> so oh, hello, uh, I read this amazing thing by this guy. I oh, know you uh, did, I sent it to you, you did, <laughs> you did um, and he's a guy uh, he's a guy who wrote a thing about um having a baby and he's a big old environmentalist dude and his name is james murray and he is the boss of a thing called business green which is a website what talks about like green business and stuff right but he writes these amazing blogs and he's very clever and he wrote this piece which basically said when he had his first kid a year ago basically said oh man climate change now i'm kind of really thinking about that and i'm kind of thinking about it a bit differently to how i did before do you remember
0: i do yeah it was an amazing piece um well rather than me just banging on should we talk to him and see what see what he he thinks let's get him on hello james hi how you doing Hello. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Thank you very, very much for coming to chat to us uh, from your bedroom.
2: Yes, indeed. I am. I am sitting in my bedroom. The wonders of modern technology. (laughs)
0: Um, James, you are the editor of Business Green. Um, Tell our listeners who I'm sure many of whom know all about it, but just tell them briefly what what it is and, and what you do.
2: It is a news and analysis website and it it does the the Ron Seal test of what it says on the tin. It is uh, for the green business community. Uh, The rationale is is essentially that uh, business is not inherently an anti-green corporate capitalist polluting machine. Uh, It can be a force for good and we try and promote and analyse that as best we can.
1: So listen, at some point, we want to get you on and talk about that ridiculous thing you just said uh, about <laughs> how business is not inherently dirty. But we're not going to talk about that. Right. What we're going to talk about instead is babies, because you had one.
2: Well, ben. I did. He's not a baby anymore. He's, uh, he's, he's 19, 20 months now. So he's, uh, he's, he's big and he's oh. talking and, and charging around the place. But yes, he, he, uh, he's, he's, yeah, he was a baby for, for a very long time.
1: And just like all, um, I put it to you that you are an environmental terrorist. What have you got to say about that?
2: Um, guilty, I suppose. We all are um, inherently. <laughs> the the economic system that we've created makes us all uh, unsustainable scars on the planet to uh, to a uh, ever increasing extent um and also i would put it to you that uh when you are uh in your in your care home with uh, tens of thousands of other people being served by the robot it is my son's taxes that we pay for all that but, <laughs> uh, uh, without, Too shy. without, we're all screwed uh so um i you know i yeah I, I i it is it is a fair point population growth is is a challenge but equally um if we don't do it then uh then civilization collapses as surely as it uh, might do anyway.
1: So how can, uh, we um, We went away so that all could procreate, and then when we came back, Donald Trump was in charge of everything, right? Um, and that's not great, is it? And how do you two feel, then, about having brought a new life into the world when that world is being ruled over by a big orange climate denier? How do you kind of feel about that? And indeed, like the state of the planet in general. James, how does that make you feel?
2: Um, well, I think you guys referenced it before, the, the sort of two pieces, the only two, only two pieces that I've been self-indulgent enough to write about um, being a father and, and my son um, on environment and climate change, that I sort of said there are five things that I've learned, and two of them was that it's harder not to be angry and it's harder not to be scared. Um, and and I think there is a instinctive reaction that we on the, um, you know, centrist, liberal... Left-leaning, centre-right-leaning, whichever, wherever you put yourself on the spectrum as an environmentalist, we, we sort of try and deny all that and bottle that all up and say no, we, you know, it's it's irrational to be angry and scared, and we've got to be optimistic. But it's also incredibly natural to feel those things. Um, I don't mind admitting, I'm I'm quite scared um, right now. I, I've been scared for quite a long time about the environmental impacts that we have, and then you throw in um, Trump, and I think. It's you, you've just got to look at the risks from the kind of things that he says and the kind of personality that he has. And it's it's hard not to be terrified, terrified for yourself over the next five to 10 years and beyond. And um, then when you have someone who you care about even more than yourself, um, terrified for them, too. So it's uh, it's tough. I think it's quite emotionally difficult for everyone at the moment. I think we're all going through a a, a very um and by all, I mean all in a very, very broad sense. I, I, th- I think there's a lot of people on the right who are completely denying to themselves quite how bad it is. And you've noticed some of them go very quiet and and some of the brave ones stand up and say how terrible this is. And, and, and the nutters say it's all going to be fine or they try to excuse it. And I think there's an awful lot of that going on. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, in a nutshell, ang- angry, angry and scared, I think sums it up pretty effectively. Um, and at certain times the anger (laughs) overtaking the fear um but the the flip side of that is the reason that we as sort of liberal centrists have this view that that's not particularly helpful is because it isn't particularly helpful and sort of history has shown that it's not particularly helpful so you do have to find other ways to be more optimistic uh and the uh, the sort of few things i i tend to draw on is is i think as trump is proving and as um Sort of, the, sort of the authoritarian um, trend that we're seeing at the moment is proving history isn't linear and and it, it will kind of have setbacks and reversals. Uh, but that means it can also then go back the other way. Um, it's it's not, you know, these things do end, they do come in waves and you've just got to try and keep the boat right for as long as possible and then push it back in the right direction. So it's there's that. And then the other thing that I, I was talking to my wife recently because we watched the Leonardo DiCaprio documentary Oh, yeah. uh together and, and she doesn't follow this stuff as closely as I do for you know it's not a job to follow it as closely as I do and she, and she said at the end like where the hell is the hope from this mm. um and and it is pretty scary and you but you've got to look at again the the way system change can happen very very quickly and the way technology can change very quickly and we are now sitting able to look at each other talking on a very tiny bit of technology whilst we all sit in rooms all dotted around the city in crystal clear you know sound quality and and video quality and um that's in staggeringly unimaginable even 10 years ago Mm. let alone when i was my son's age it's so there's that level of technological change that can happen very 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 quickly and i think we're starting to see the, the the tiny seeds of it in the green industries that we need so that's that's where the optimism comes that we can maybe just maybe push back against these terrifying, anger-inducing forces.
1: So, do you guys use? I'm interested about this because I haven't got a child. Because, frankly, who would? Um, <laughs> do you guys? If you, and yeah, do you guys find on, yourself? Do you, do you mean using? who would have a child? Because the answer to that
0: is is very clearly me and James both would. Or do you mean who would have a child with you? Because that is a much harder question to answer.
1: So lonely, so lonely, so
2: lonely and sad.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Do you guys use a different bit of your brain when you think about climate change, uh, to when you're thinking about it as a dad, or when you're thinking about it as a wonk? Right. So I have thought for ages that. Climate change is bad. It's awful, terrible, bad, 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 bad. Arctic falling into sea, bad. Polar bears dead, bad, bad, bad. Right? But it, I, I get it intellectually, but it's not like in my guts bad. You know what I mean? Really? Um, and I presume, yeah, yeah. For me. yeah last, well, I don't last, know. Maybe last it's just
0: few for months. Me. It's really shifted. Um, and I think possibly. It's partly to do with I'm not at work at the moment. We're doing shared parental leave, which is very nice, but it means I'm I don't have the nice distraction of being very busy all day
1: at work. Um, but is being a is, is, is about to being about a it. dad change that? No, I Does
0: don't it think so. It? I don't think so because, like James is saying, um,
2: it's a tricky one though, isn't it? It's that you, you're kind of you're trapping us in the in the Ledsom conundrum there. The
1: uh, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> you don't. You it's don't my favourite of
1: the 1970s prog band. Yeah,
2: it's kind of. <laughs> I don't I don't believe in that kind of parental exceptionalism I don't I think that that and it is insulting to people who who haven't got kids or can't have kids or, or for whatever reason to kind of suggest that um so there is that trickiness of yeah does does it change you to feel it in in your gut I kind of Yes, I think there's, there's, it's, it's very difficult. In, in a way, it does a little bit, in, but it's more of an intensification of what you already knew rather than the fundamental change. So I've I've always been quite terrified of it and also scared of it in the timeline sense in that now it's quite tight. So now we, mod, miracles of modern technology, we're all touch wood, fingers crossed, average age going to be 80 plus at least, reasonable chance of living into your 90s, maybe even 100. You know, we've all got that now, that reasonable chance. Well, we're of all of a similar generation. That takes us to 2070, you know, 2075, 2080. Well, things, the projections are terrifying for then.
1: Yeah.
2: So forget forget yeah. worrying about your kids. Yeah, worry exactly. about your retirement. Yeah. Exactly. And then the other thing that really terrifies me is, and I don't think there's been nearly enough analysis or study done into this, is that the so many of the... Horrible trends we're seeing at the moment in terms of authoritarian politics, in terms of completely stalled economic growth, in terms of frustration in certain communities, and then the whole terrorism and security threat. I I bet a pretty hefty amount that there's environmental pressures at the root at, at the root as at mm. least part of those problems. So we're kind of already seeing it, and and then you add in the boy who, again, statistically is likely to live beyond 2,100. I mean, that's another thing that pisses me off. i just sort of turning into a rant now. But like all these models, these scientific models that we do that stop in 2100, there's, li- there's millions of people alive now who are going to be alive beyond 2100. Oh, so why are we worrying about two degrees in 2100? I don't want to hit, you know, I don't want to hit three degrees in 2100 and then four degrees in 2110 because there's a reasonable yeah. chance my son will still be alive to see that.
1: Yeah. But by then surely by then we'll have invented you know hoovers that suck the carbon dioxide out of the air and turn it into you know the internet or something. Well, <laughs> yeah.
2: Well <laughs> <laughs> things we can't science. That's the, that's the scary thing. Again, we can actually do that. We can What? Have, what? Of course you could. You could there's 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 plenty of you know theoretical things that could talk about sucking the carbon out of the air and then turning it into fuel. That's that's actually a doable thing, but there's no R&D being done on it. The thing that could solve this all overnight, and there's no R&D being done on it to actually make it happen. It's, um, yeah, scary stuff.
1: So... You both have young children. Um, I'm terrified about the idea of Old tutoring something in the ways of righteousness, but apparently this is what's going to happen. How, because uh, you know, like how your parents tell you to do stuff and then you grow up and you don't do it. Yes. Right? So, how are you two going to go about making sure that James Jr. and Old Jr. is not a massive Inhofe? How are you going to like make sure that it doesn't go and burn fridges in the garden just because you told it
2: not to? In works do you do beautifully as an insult, doesn't it? That's uh, it's so, uh, it's such a sort of horrible and lovely word all at once. <laughs> you know, I can see what you're trying to do there with it as well. You're hoping it will go viral, don't you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's got a hashtag, James. It has got a hashtag.
2: Um, in answer to the question about what if he becomes a sort of petrol head polluter who who hates his parents, I mean that's just that's part of the thing you go in with. You go in with these huge, you know, these well, very small risks that, you know, things aren't going to pan out the way that you want, but that's, it is what it is. They're their own being already. And you already see that. Like, he's a toddler now. He does, he does his own thing. Um, I mean, there's there's two points I would make. One one good, one bad. One is that, as this little toddler, that he's already indoctrinated in the fact that cars are cool. Really? Well, they just, you yeah, So he's... those that don't have, I know this is such a sort of, bloody middle class whinge but it's true you cannot buy clothes that don't have he's got one with a logging truck on it uh, no way the little logging truck with fell trees in the back and he picks up <laughs> his cars and he brums them around that's what he wants to do he does the animals too he does all the noises with the animals but he brums the cars around because that's what he sees that's the context so there's an element there is a real element and you do see it and there was the scandal wasn't there about shell with their Le- the lego kits that they do just indoctrinate this stuff in the flip side of that, and I, did, I read this somewhere, is that the that um, that almost all environmentalists, anyone who describes himself as an environmentalist, has shared backstory of being within nature when they were young, of of kind of being taken to engage with and and enjoy the natural world when they were young. Um, and and i absolutely had that i grew up in sort of semi countryside out in east anglia and all holidays were spent outdoors as much as possible and and you think if you want to guard against as best as possible the 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 risk of your your children not engaging with the environment and engaging with the risks that it faces and the beautiful things that it has it, it is that it's kind of trying to give them that childhood that it, doctor, you know gets them in that as much as possible um and I, I think that's so important, and we're seeing more and more studies showing that, that you know children learn better in in with when they have access to natural environments, and and I think that's that's so important to spend that time. And again, you already see it even at the age of twenty months. You know, he wants to be out in the park. He wants to walk through the little nature reserve in the park. He wants to, you know, he he loves walking around in the trees or being taken for a walk in the in, in Dulwich Wood, and and I think that is something that we'll just hopefully continue to nurture and that'll guard against the risk of him one day you know putting a fracking well in his garden
1: james thank you so much for your time best of luck with the small person um if people want to get in touch with you and follow you and find out more about what you do how do they do that
2: uh, well, I'm at Business Green, so you can check out Business Green. All the contact details are there. And I also tweet at, at James underscore BG, except, uh, except on Fridays when I am also looking after my boy in the whole modern fashion, continuing our little love affair in, uh, uh, as, as, as best we can, or at least for a few more months.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, James. And, um, yeah, all the best.
2: It's business.
0: Donald done. So, news section. Uh, there's a terrible president of the United States who's invariably going to keep uh, sodding up everything environment wise. So, we thought we'd just keep tabs on him. Uh, so, this is Things
1: Donald Done. What's Donald Done this week, Dave? Uh, what Donald has done this week, before he's even actually started becoming president of the free world, is he has decided to get rid of all climate change research that NASA is doing, um, because it's politicised, apparently. So he's stopping all that. Oh, well, that's just brilliant, isn't it? Uh, why is it, it politicised? Uh, because it shows that climate change is a terribly bad thing that's happening, which is part of a leftist agenda to enslave us all to the red menace in China. Fair enough. Um, well, <laughs> there's, there's nothing much more to say about that. Uh, other things Donald has done, though,
0: on the flip side, so yes, he has cancelled hugely important scientific research by the kind of leading agency on this stuff anywhere. Uh, on the flip side, um, he said that he has an open mind about um, climate change and, and the Paris Agreement, whereas in a run-up to the election, he said he would definitely cancel it. So... Open mind. Unfortunately, the mind that's open is a spectacularly warped and idiotic mind. So I'm not sure it being open is all that much use to us. But,
1: you know. Yeah, yeah well i did a, i did some tweeting about it i was saying oh look the president said he's got an open mind and then quite a few people got in touch with me and said no no you've misread it what he's actually said is he's got an open mind about the science basically so he's meaning it the other way round to the way we're interpreting it where he basically means like i've got an open mind to all those people who are telling me it's not real that's what he was actually saying oh. but it's been it's been interpreted the other way around brilliant so yeah brilliant anyway um
0: well, Ugh. tune into Things Donald Done uh, for more good news next week. Reasons to be cheerful. So, reasons to be cheerful. Uh, well, it's a self-explanatory section, but not one that gets usually used because everything's crap. Uh, no, everything's lovely. I've got a, I've got a nice new son. That's nice. Uh, other reasons that life isn't terrible include the, ra- the rather wonderful news this week that Boaty McBoatface
1: is not dead. That's right, Boaty McBoatface is a thing Uh, Yeah, back in episode 48 we told the story, along with everyone else in the UK Of the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing that happened When the British public were asked what they would like to name a new polar research vessel And by a considerable distance (laughs) they decided they were going to call it Boaty McBoatface Um, And um, And the government went, sod off, we're not calling it that, right? But they are! Well, they're not, but what they've done is, right, in fact... Oh, this is amazing. Can we get Arabella to help us with this bit? Because I do like this. Yeah, definitely. Arabella. Lend Dave a hand. The RRS Sir David Attenborough, with Boaty McBoatface, operated from her as a robotic underwater vehicle, will be one of the most advanced research ships in the world.
0: The operated under her? (laughs) That all sounds a bit sort of clinical. It does...
1: So what's happened here is they named the boat the Sir David Attenborough, which is fair enough. I mean, I have a problem with Sir David Attenborough, despite his repeated refusals to come on Sustainable Babble. Um, and that's what they actually called the boat. But they said, it's all right. well, well, well don't, ch-. They like, don't freak out. Don't freak out. There's still a Boaty McBoatface, which is the robotic underwater vehicle, which is basically like getting a car and calling that the car Sir David Attenborough and then having a spare tyre in the back <laughs> that you call Tyre McTyreface, as far as I can work out, and saying, no, we've done it. You yeah, it?
0: To be honest, I will take that. I will take that. That is just the knowledge that there is a Boaty McBoatface sailing around somewhere very cold with very important scientists in it going, I can't believe after my years and years of training, I'm sailing around in something called Boaty McBoatface. That gives me some something wonderful, warm pleasure. It is also, I think you were saying this uh, when we were talking about it, it's some sort of analogy for what you get when you vote for something, um, thinking it's very
1: clearly going to be one thing, and it turns out to be another sort of little metaphor of Brexit there or something. Yes, it's a, there is a very large metaphor for people voting for something, and then what they get instead of what they voted for is a little piddly tiny version on the side of it, which <laughs> uh, sinks rapidly.
2: Hey!
0: That is just about it for Sustainable 65. Thank you very, very much, Dave, for being an asshole towards me initially.
1: <laughs> I can thank you for that.
0: It's sort of kind of, you know, changing your tune a bit. Uh, but in general, for your babbly uh, expertise. Thank you, too, to the wonderful James Murray for coming on to the show and talking to us all about, um, well, everything, really. It was beautiful and eloquent, and isn't it nice to talk to somebody
1: who writes for a living because they speak coherently, unlike us? Uh, Thank you to Arabella for telling us about Boaty McBoatface. Thank you to the legendary Dickie Moore for the music that starts and ends and into twinkles this podcast. And thank you all for adding to the world's population, but at least with something that is guaranteed to be clever and pretty. Exactly. Yes. And that's what I told Mrs. O. <laughs> if you would like to get in touch with us to tell either me that I'm awful or old that he's an environmental terrorist, you can do so via Twitter at The Babble Wagon or find us on Facebook. Just search Sustainer or drop us an email to hello at sustainerbabble.fish. And if you like what you heard and you listen to this on any sort of podcast medium, give us a good rating, please. Lovely. All right, that is just about it. We will see you next week for Babel
0: 66. Route 66. Route 66.
1: Ooh. And, oh, mm-hmm. uh, I think before we go, the listeners would like to hear a little bit of what baby Ol sounds like. Oh, OK. Well, there you go. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.